Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. For the majority of our episodes, we really focus on our mind and ways to really improve it. But today we're actually going to start to switch gears and we're going to talk about our physical bodies. Now to do that, I have my physiotherapist joining us today, Claire Thomas. Welcome, Claire. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So basically, let's start off. What is physiotherapy? So physiotherapy is basically the understanding of how a body works. It also looks at how a body could become dysfunctional. Um, So basically, a physiotherapist is like a movement specialist. So we have the ability to sort of assess a human body, sort of assess the biomechanics, what is working properly, and also basically look at what is not working properly that could lead to pain or injuries or basically movement dysfunctions that cause people problems. Sweet. So it's, it can be, sounds preventative, yep. just as much as kind of helping rehabilitate yourself. Yes. In a way. And I also noticed when I was doing a little bit of research for today's topic, uh, just so I can come kind of prepared, it also talked a lot about um, being able to help with pain and stuff like that, which I never really thought about before. Yeah, um, basically like physiotherapists would typically use any kind of like hands-on manual therapy approaches to help with pains if joints are sort of not gliding properly. Uh, We provide exercises um, based on what is the issue. Um, We'll use like electric modalities like ultrasound or a TENS machine or interferential to help with sort of the pain that someone is having. But usually that's the reason why we see most people come into the clinic is something to do with pain. Okay. So people usually when they come to you, it's usually a recommendation maybe. Yeah. Or they've just, yeah, someone has told them to seek out a physiotherapist, like their doctor or just like a friend, but usually it's related to them having some type of pain or an inability to do something. So it might be like a sports injury. They might've had a fall. It might've just been more something of like a gradual onset. Like they've just started to notice like, Hey, I can't squat as well anymore, or I'm having pain going up and down stairs. So it could just be something that they're wanting advice as to why this is happening and how they can get back to doing that activity pain-free. Perfect. And then, so do people, do you have many people who come to you kind of preventative wise too? Um, I would say there's a few, like I think there are a lot of family doctors that are quite good about recommending patients to the clinic in terms of prevention. I would say some of that more so is related to postural dysfunction. So as you say that, I'm going to stand up straight. (laughs) I'll sit up straighter. Um, I think just that's a common issue in today's society, especially with how many sedentary um, jobs there are out there. So I think there are some situations where family doctors are either encouraging people to seek out a physiotherapist regarding something like that, or even in kids, if they're starting to see something that doesn't quite look right, that maybe is out of their scope of practice, that they usually refer on to physiotherapists to take a look. So it can be prevention. Yeah. So like, especially with physicians more taking that tone, wouldn't that almost be better in the long run too, to help nip it before it becomes such a big thing? Ideally, yes. (laughs) So you mentioned when people come to you, I know when I came to you, it was because I felt my knees were starting to hurt. Okay. So something wasn't working right, or I felt something was restricting. But I notice a lot of time, um, 
we get, because you're not, I, I'm going to be honest here, you weren't the first physiotherapist I seen. I seen one like years ago back in BC, I remember. But I always remember getting exercises. And you guys, like I know you gave me really attainable ones to really help focus around that area and help, I would assume, build the muscle is what it was trying to do. But when you give those exercises, how kind of important and essential really is that? The reason I'm asking here is because I know the first time, I don't think I actually did them so much. So to people listening here today, why might that be so important? Well, it is important. <laughs> and I would first of all say that that's one big thing about our our profession as physiotherapists that I think hopefully we're all doing properly out in our practice environments is basically trying to at least take the time to educate the patient like why they're having these issues and almost giving them the explanation so they have a better understanding and appreciation of their body and why it's causing them pain because I think if people actually have the understanding of the why and appreciate like wow our bodies are actually pretty complex like this makes sense why I'm having pain basically allows a little bit more buy-in to the exercises and just through the education we're basically trying to help create like promote self-management so that like we sort of I don't want to sound cheesy inspire our (laughs) patients but basically self-promote that they can also take onus on their own injury so that they can basically be self-managing their injury outside of the hour of physiotherapy that they're coming to see us for. Yeah, so that's what I felt you gave me the last time that I went. It was like you gave me all of these exercises, but you didn't just give me a handout. You kind of explained what it was doing to me or what it was going to do for me. And that education, it's exactly what you're saying here. It allowed me to be like, oh, it's not just random things you just printed. (laughs) There's a reason for these exercises in particular. And I think that's what actually gets patients to buy into doing the exercises. If they understand why it's important and how it's also going to help them get better probably faster, then they're more likely to actually adhere to the exercises we're giving them. But I think it is important to take that time to really educate a person on the why you're doing this. Okay, so let's say they're educated. You've given them the information. Maybe they've got some information on the internet as well. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Or they've gotten past experiences and past exercises they can do. What essentially are those exercises for? Like what's the importance here? So it would depend on the nature of the injury. Um, But a lot of times it's either like range of motion based, stretching, strengthening, um, just generalized movement. There's very few injuries that we would actually ever prescribe rest or immobilization. (gasps) Basically, the only one, just thinking on the top of my head, would just be like a fracture healing, right? We cast people to ensure that the fracture heals properly. But there's very few injuries or dysfunctions we'd ever recommend rest, especially like low back pain. That would be one of the worst things to do is to tell someone to basically lie in bed and rest. So you're like, a little bit blowing my mind here because I didn't really think about that because when something hurts sometimes it's like oh I I need the extra couple of days off that's the justification happening in my head but that might not be essentially the best thing no and if anything it's again educating a patient like hurt versus harm so there's a certain amount of discomfort that might go along with doing some of the exercises, but educating the patient that it's not necessarily creating harm or like tissue damage 
to what they're doing with these exercises. But that's a hard line. Like, how do you, because pain and like to, to say a degree of pain, I think is so different for people. How do you kind of inform them or give them that information? Basically trying to educate them on sort of like, we call it a vast scale, like one to 10, 10 being the worst pain, one being a little bit of pain, but having an awareness, like the best example I could give is like delayed onset muscle soreness after you have like a really hard workout, you sort of feel sore for 24 hours, 48 hours after, right? Yeah. But we know that's not like tissue damage and injury that we're causing. It's sort of like a little bit of hurt, but usually is going to result in better muscle strength and endurance. So that's usually a smaller time frame, though. So you're saying like 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. And I wouldn't say like anyone needs to be, you know, pushing themselves through agony of an exercise. That's why you go to a physiotherapist to make sure you're actually doing the proper things. Um, And usually we'll give you guidelines in terms of like, if you're experiencing pain as you're continuing to do the exercises, it's getting worse, then stop, come back to it later. But A little bit of discomfort doesn't necessarily mean it's detrimental to your pain and your injury. See, I think that's important information because sometimes I know for myself, you can say, "Uh, no, it's hurting a little bit too much. So maybe I I won't do my exercises today. So now knowing that it's kind of, that's my way of copping out maybe and letting myself off the hook. Now I kind of got to change my dialogue a little bit more. So to talk about a specific, so I came to you because I was running a whole bunch of time. Like I, so running has been kind of something I've always stuck with for exercising, but I noticed that I was starting to have specific knee pain. So when I was running, I noticed a weird sharp kind of uh, pain in my knee. So then I realized exactly like you said, why people come to you sometimes is, hey, this is not right. (laughs) So I went to Claire and she was awesome and gave me some really great little exercises to be able to incorporate in my exercise routine, which I found what I think it did. It actually built my muscle maybe a little bit more evenly. Is that? That's correct. Okay. So that was, that was a goal achieved. Yep. So for people listening here today, and we're talking about physiotherapy, so basically something might not feel right in their body. So really going to an expert to help figure out those little exercises or things that they could do to help their range of motion or maybe build that muscle a little bit more. But let's talk about what are some of the benefits. So let's say I go to a physiotherapist, I get those exercises, and I do them, I start to incorporate them in my life. What are some benefits from actually doing all this? Well, I'd say the first one is usually pain reduction. Um, The benefits of just having more education on your injury, why it's happening, and basically knowing what to do to change that, I'd say are the biggest benefits of going to a physiotherapist. Yeah. And it's like, I think, I think the thing for me was that education piece. It was, we're not all an expert in every piece of our bodies or everything we do. So to seek out and get advice from those people who got the experience, got the education, I found it was so beneficial because I was getting that essential education that I needed to really help my body as a whole almost. And hopefully then have a little bit of prevention associated with that too, right? 
knowing that if you do these exercises for your knees, it'll probably reduce the likelihood of this knee pain coming back again in the future. Which is a huge motivator. So just as I said to you pre-recording, <laughs> I'm starting to like really get back into my routine. And I would say for every set I do, I have one of your exercises incorporated to help build my leg muscles because I don't want to go through that again next summer. <laughs> Which is always what a physiotherapist wants to hear, that you're a good patient that does her exercises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now... What about for the people who've never gone to a physiotherapist before? We're all in these bodies, hopefully treating them well so that they'll last us for however long our journeys take us. But just for kind of everybody out there listening, is there any tips or kind of advice that you would give them in regards to your bodies? Something almost like to be aware of or things that they can actually do? My biggest piece of advice would be basically to keep moving, stay active, um, find something that you enjoy doing because activity is a huge part about staying healthy, not only to avoid and reduce the risk of injuries, but also other health issues. We're not meant to sit at a desk eight hours a day in a lot of sedentary jobs that we do. And so it is important to recognize like our bodies are meant to move and to keep active because I think most people that live an active lifestyle not only are sort of having the regular typical health benefits that we all know about. Um, but also if you're ever, if you ever find yourself in a situation where it's like a bad fall, a sports injury, um, a car accident, usually we'll see people that are fit and healthy actually come out with better outcomes from these injuries because they've always been a fit, healthy individual. So that would be the biggest thing too, is that if you continue to lead an active, healthy lifestyle, usually if you find yourself in one of those situations, you're going to basically respond better and have a better outcome for the most part. That's huge. That's a huge incentive or reason to really stay fit. And it's like, it's things like this, which is why I enjoy interviews so much is because it's things I don't really think about or sit down and contemplate. And then when you say it, it's like, well, obviously I need to be active so that, but like thinking about that, if I'm active, then I'm most likely I'm going to be able to bounce back a lot quicker. And the other piece that you said that I'm really registering with is how most of us have desk jobs. A lot of people sit down for like six to eight hours a day at a time. So maybe making sure you're taking those breaks in between getting up. I know uh, with us, it was really big with the chairs. Like you could actually look online and it gives you tips with the measurements that it actually should be from how far away from the ground mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then, yeah, getting up and having those regular breaks. But maybe that afternoon or evening walk might be a huge, a huge incentive or something positive for you to be able to incorporate, especially if you do have that desk job. Yeah, and I think that is the biggest thing. If you are sitting all day long, finding ways to be active throughout the day, either getting up and moving around, a sit-to-stand desk, walking at the lunch hour, or just having like a favorite activity to do in the evening to sort of counteract all the sitting that you've been doing all day long. Okay, well, talking about sitting, now I'm, I'm totally want to go into that for a sec. So somebody who's at a desk job, because likely we probably have a lot of people listening that do because majority of people really have that type of job. So if you're sitting at a desk all day, what are some little things that you can do to help improve your body or help with your body, I should say? 
There's sort of typical stretches that a physiotherapist could give you that are easy enough to do at your desk. Like you might have coworkers walking by and think you're strange as to why you're side bending your head like that at your desk. Um, So little tips like that in terms of, you know, taking time to actually do easy enough stretches at your desk throughout the day. Um, Just leaving yourself like a sticky note, like a little reminder. I know there's some type of tech programs that could like force you to take a break every once in a while and get up and walk around the office. Um, Or the biggest thing I would say is that depending on your work environment, you could get an ergonomic assessment, which is like actually a professional that would come in and sort of assess your desk sort of set up. Um, So yes, there are good tips in terms of how to measure out the desk so that it's proper to you. But if you are someone that it does seem to be related to, or your pain seems to be related to work and sitting all day long, I would recommend sort of taking a look at your desk setup because we do see lots of injuries that um, in the clinic related to some of the work setup issues. Crazy. So guys, you heard it. So some stretches might be really beneficial. So maybe go to your physiotherapist and get some stretches that would be specific for you and your body and maybe the job you're doing. Also, maybe taking those breaks, getting up, going for walks, just walking around the office even, or if you're lucky enough to be able to go outside, I don't think a bit of fresh air is going to hurt either. And I really like the idea of the the post-its, the post-it notes too, to remind you to take those little breaks and just kind of rest for a second or get up and do a couple of stretches. So all really good tips for all of those people who are continuously sitting down for the majority of the day. So now that we've talked about physiotherapy a bit, I know uh, that you are really familiar with acupuncture as well. So Claire, would you mind sharing some information with us just regarding acupuncture? So acupuncture is basically more of a traditional Chinese type medicine. Um, It's specific little single use needles that are put into different places in the body for specific reasons. Um, Often comments that we get from people are like, are there medication in the needle? Like, is it just a special kind of needle? It's just a sterile needle. Um, It all has to do with where the needle is actually placed. And so basically the theory behind it is that there's meridians that flow through our body. um, And there's this concept of chi, which is basically sort of energy that flows through our body. And so oftentimes what can happen is that either there's a deficiency or an obstruction in sort of the chi is the theory that when a needle is put into a specific location, it can either help that chi flow better um, and promote sort of like better energy flow and homeostasis. So like a balance of that area. And so that's sort of the more Eastern philosophy, sort of Western based. We'd also sort of make the comment that usually stimulating that acupuncture point in underneath the skin um, almost creates this natural endorphin release. So it's our like painkiller cells. So it's a, basically a big component to helping as a pain mediator. And I like how you said it's your body creating it. Yeah. So it's a natural one. A natural pain reliever. That's pretty sweet. And that's usually why people um, tend to buy into it or not buy into it, right? Is that there's sort of like, it's not true Western-based medicine. So we do see people that are very hesitant to wanting to try acupuncture. Um, But oftentimes it's like 
another method to help for pain or um, reducing swelling or increasing energy um, when like more Western-based approaches have failed. And I totally get it because I was reluctant when you asked me about it first. I'm like, needles, no, <laughs> not going to happen. But I did. Like, I, I totally went and we did it, I think, every one of my sessions that we did it. So that with physiotherapy, what's the, what's the benefit there? It's just almost like an adjunct treatment. It's like something extra to help with the pain relief. Um, usually there's specific reasons why we would bring acupuncture into the treatment. Um, A lot of times if we've seen people that other types of physiotherapy treatments just haven't worked for them, like they come in to the study, maybe previously seen another physiotherapist and are like, this is what they did. This is what didn't work. Um, If they haven't mentioned acupuncture, usually it's something that I will bring up just because I've seen really great benefits. especially with pain, specific types of pain like neck and back pain, um, migraines, headaches, um, swelling issues. That would be like the biggest things that usually I would recommend or like chronic muscle tightness um, are some of the reasons why we can sort of bring it in as something extra to see if we can get people basically feeling better sooner. So it's basically you're triggering the point. So obviously a professional doing this, triggering the point so that it's almost tensing up the muscle and then releasing it. Is that right? Um, Depending on the acupressure point. So some of them um, you'll be creating like what we refer to as a small inflammatory response. So it's almost like creating a small injury to that area. That sort of kickstarts your body to be like, hey, we have to send the chemical mediators that usually help with pain to that area that sort of promotes this active healing. And in turn, that's what sort of also releases our painkiller cells. There's another form of more Western-based acupuncture called gun IMS or dry needling where Typically, the needles are going into more specific muscles, not necessarily acupressure points. And then that is having a neurophysiological effect, basically creating a reaction out of the muscle to help with like chronic tightness. So there's like a bunch of different types of acupuncture and reasoning as to why we would use it. But that's why you should see a physiotherapist that's skilled and educated on both because they would be able to educate you and basically give the reasoning why they would use one versus the other, depending on the type of injury that you're dealing with. Well, and for me, I have to admit, like a huge pull was the balancing piece. Like I like Eastern medicine. I'm drawn to it a little bit more. So something I don't know a huge amount about but for me it was oh it's a it's a nice idea to think it's helping our energy kind of flow throughout evenly we're balanced a little bit more and I would say that more people are becoming more open to eastern based medicine Um, I think there's definitely a time and a place especially when western based approaches have already failed I think people are also open to doing something more natural to help alleviating their pain rather than just popping a Tylenol or an Advil. I think more people are being aware of some of the side effects of pain medication um, and not to get into that too much, but people are being more aware of more natural alternatives um, as to how we can help manage our pain rather than taking some type of medication. 
which I think is a huge plus because being able to do something maybe a little bit more natural and allow your body to almost do it itself, I think is pretty cool. Like where you mentioned how you use the uh, the needles to allow the body to release the natural pain reliever. Like that's, it's almost like that's what your body's meant to do and you're almost nudging it along in a way. That's exactly it. Just trying to sort of trigger an effect to sort of like remind it, hey, pay attention to this point. We need help over here and to spark a healing process. And to wake up, it sounds like yeah. too. <laughs> because you mentioned how um, you almost make like, not an injury point, but something so that your body notices it has to fix it. So when you were saying that, to me, it was like you're nudging the body to wake it up and say, woohoo, fix this area, please. Yeah, our bodies are pretty amazing and they know what to do. And sometimes they're going to take the path of least resistance. If I can get away doing this and I don't have to work that hard, I'm going to take this path. But if you can sort of remind it to sort of do what is necessary to help with that injury... Yeah, exactly what you're sort of saying. Nice. Get your body working in full force. That's the goal. So Claire, you see some people's bodies in some pretty bent up shapes. So for our listeners today, do you have any advice regarding tips or ways that they can really keep their physical body a little bit healthier? I guess just going back to my advice of like our bodies are meant to move and just the importance of really trying to keep um, up an active lifestyle all throughout your life. And just, I guess, having the mentality that it doesn't have to be this really intense exercise workout or like running, sprinting, basically find something that you like, that you enjoy, whether it's like walking the dog or swimming, it doesn't have to be something so intense. But I do think like any type of activity is always going to help release those natural endorphins, your painkiller cells, and basically an active body and a healthy body leads to a healthy mind. Perfectly said, Ms. Claire. Thank you so much. So guys, that's a wrap. I just want to say a huge thank you to Claire for coming and joining us today and sharing with us some of her expertise. I really do appreciate your time coming here and the energy it took. So thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me. So to all you listeners, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Power Yourself. I would love it if you took the time to rate and review the podcast. I always appreciate getting the opportunity to hear from you. So don't forget, as you go throughout your day, to take some time for you. Be good to your mind and your body. It's what carries us through this whole journey. And as always, guys, remember, it's up to you to power yourself. Yourself.